Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yehoshua Eisenberg. That's me, and we are now in part two of this two-part series on what exactly Mashiach is from the words of the Rambam. I just want to quickly thank our sponsors, um, and again, for multiple podcasts, so you'll get multiple thank yous um, for Yona and Chani Laster on their generous donation. And you can also get a thank you or more than one thank you for a sponsorship. All you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com to make your sponsorship today, whether from Meister Money or however which way you want to do it. I would recommend $18, or you can give something even nicer, like our sponsors, for these few weeks. Um, and few is not a generous term. They deserve a more generous term um, for the several um, weeks that they are sponsoring for. Now, let's go right into it. We started off with the Rambam. We did Perak Yud Aleph of Hilchos Melachim, which can be found in Sefer Shoftim of Rambam's Yad Chazaka, the Mishnah Torah, and this is at the very end of Mishnah Torah. So Rambam teaches all the halachos that he teaches up until now, and at the very last um, section of his magnum opus, in the very last set of halachos, in the final two chapters, he addresses it. And he addresses the topic of Mashiach, what exactly is supposed to take place, what can we, what can we know from our sources, and obviously that has limits. And... What I have in the, the version of the Ramam that I'm using right now, there are five halachos in this section. Okay, so we start off with halacha aleph of Perak Yud Beis. Right, so we did Yud Aleph in the last episode. So you can look and go back to part one, you'll find hala, um, from you'll find Perak Yud Aleph. This will be Perak Yud Beis. So the Rambam starts off, Should not occur to you, you should not enter your mind to think, that in the days of Mashiach, right, so that means the, the era when Mashiach comes, that all the ways of the world are going to change, right, that nature is suddenly going to be suspended. And don't think that there is going to be a novelty in creation, that, again, that things are going to change. At least in the, in the era that he refers to as the Muslim Mashiach, the world is going to be the way it is right now. The, now, now, what? Now, Rambam's going to address an important question: that which is written by Yeshayahu in, in, in the Navi Yeshayahu and Yud Aleph Vav, Vegars Evim Keves Vinamir Im Gedir Butz, a famous line that the wolf will live with the sheep and the leopard shall lie down with the kid or the goat. All right, so that whole line. One second, sorry. So this famous pasuk about all the animals dwelling together, even you know animals that should normally eat each other. Says the Rambam, Mashal v'chida. He says that's simply a parable, and chida usually means a riddle. But what that means is that it has another meaning. So inyan hadavar, shiyu Yisrael yoshrim levetach imrishe akum hamoshlem kizayev v'namir. What this all this pasuk is saying is that the the the, the bnei Yisrael are going to be able to to sit and dwell securely with even the wicked idolaters of the world who are compared to. Uh, a wolf and a leopard. Shnamar, and he quotes a pasuk to prove this from Yirmiya. Hey vav, ze'ev aravos ishadidim v'namir shoked alarehem. There you go, perfect, right there. A wolf of the deserts spoil them. A leopard watches over their cities. So we see clearly that this is not 
this is not a change in nature. It's definitely a change of sorts. It's a change in, in um, you could say, treatment from certain peoples. But this is not, this is not anything miraculous, um, at least not on the supernatural level, we'll say. Okay, fine. V'yachzeru kulam ladasa emes. And everything is going to be restored to the true religion. V'lo yigzlu v'lo yashchisu. There's not going to be stealing or, or theft and destruction. So these are certainly changes in custom, but not changes in nature. You could say changes in the nature in the way we act, changes in activity, but not changes in the actual nature of the world. Everyone's going to eat what's permitted to them, and there's going to be nachas with Israel. There's going to be there's going to be a certain degree of serenity. And a lion, or um, like like cattle, will eat straw. Again, not literal, but this is a mashal. This is all the things that you find like this in the Navi. These are all mashalim regarding what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. And when when Mashiach actually comes in those days, it's going to be known to everyone um, that all of these things that the Nevi'im spoke about were, were actually parables, and we're going to understand what they were allusions to. We're going to understand what the Nevi'im were hinting to when they said these things. Okay, good. That's Halacha Aleph. Halacha Beis. Amr Chachamim. There's no difference between Olam Hazeh, this world, and the Mashiach, Elish Ibud Malchuyos Bilvad, except for the subjugation of the kingdoms of the world, meaning we're not going to be subjugated by them, but it's going to be a natural world, just like the world we're living in right now. Again, this is all Yimosa Mashiach. And this is seen from the simplicity, the simple meaning of the words of the Nevi'im. Because the beginning of the days of the Mashiach, there's first going to be this, this war known um, in some circles as Armageddon, the war of Gog and Magog. Before that war, there's going to be a Navi who's going to stand up. He's actually going to straighten Yisrael and he's going to prepare their hearts. Shneemars, the Pasik says in Malachi, Gimel Chav Gimel, Hinea Nochi Shaleach Lachem Es Eliyav Gomer. Eliyahu Navi is going to be sent. Hashem is going to send a Navi, he's going to send a Navi to prepare us for the battle. Okay, so everyone just be on the lookout. Ve'eno Balola Tami Atar. He's not going to come to proclaim things that are Tame to be Tahor, Velola Tahir Tame, and not the reverse. He's not going to proclaim anything Tahor that is Tame, or that is Tame right now. And he's not going to disqualify people who, at their current state, um, have a cheskas kashas. They have a presumption of, of being kosher. In other words, um, he's not going to say that this person's not a Jew or this person's um, this person's not a kohen. We're going to see some of the He's going to explain this a little, a little further. He's not going to give someone a, a heksher of being kosher. Um, for if they have a pre-existing disqualification. Ella, what's his goal? What's he going to do? What's the Navi going to do when he comes? Lassim shalom ba'olam. He's going to bring shalom to the world. He's going to establish peace. Shneamar, Malachi, same place, Gimel, Chavdalad, V'heshiv le'vav He's going to restore the hearts of the fathers on their children. And there's some from the Chachamim who say that before the arrival of Mashiach, Eliyahu is going to come first. Interesting. He says there are some who say this. Um, so what does that mean? Are there some who, who say the opposite or some who say that's not going to happen? 
So listen to the Rambam's words. The truth is, says the Rambam, for all of these things and all things that are similar to that, we won't really know for sure until it happens. Because these things are even closed off. These things are even obscure to the Nevi'im. Meaning even the Nevi'im didn't quite know with 100% certainty what was going to be. So if you had the chance to meet Yishayahu today, he can tell you some things based on what he said, and then you, but he, he couldn't give you the full picture. Even the Chachamim didn't have that full Kabbalah. So when someone gets up today and tries to tell you that they know everything that's going to happen with Mashiach, the Rambam is telling you that the Nevi'im and the Chachamim and even the Nevi'im themselves weren't 100% sure. So what, what do we have? We just have... Um, we just have the, what we what we have in terms of the psukim. We, um, we that, that's that's the best that we have right now. Okay, so that's so that's what the Rambam says so far on that. Ulafikach says the Rambam, and therefore Yeshlam There's a reason why there's a machlokus about the details about when Mashiach comes. Okay, the Alkalpanim, and nonetheless, ain't sidor havoyas devarim elu velodik dukehen ikar badas. This is very important. This is why I don't think we're going to do another um, series on this particular topic necessarily. He says, um, neither the order that these events will occur nor their details are fundamental to our religion. Is it a pillar of faith that you have to believe in Mashiach and that he's going to come? Yeah. And we said that in the last... In the last um, session devoted to this topic, we said that a person, not only who doesn't believe, but who doesn't yearn, also is, is a kofar, batorah. He's a, he's a heretic, he's a denier of, of basic principles, basic tenets of the Torah. But these details, the order, these are not ikr to our religion. Ula'olam, and says the Rambam, therefore, lo yisasek adam hagados. A person should not over or preoccupy himself with these traditions, with these agatas, with these legends about Mashiach. About the details, and a person should not um, should not lengthen his time, spending time trying to figure out these midrashim that are said regarding these things. And a person should not make them the ikker. Right? Like this is the Rambam at the very end of his halachic sefer, telling us what a person should be doing in terms of these things. What should be the goal? Why not? Says why not? Says the Rambam. The truth is that these the, harping on these things does not actually bring a person to Yira, to have the right awe and reverence for Hashem, and not to have that perfect love of Hashem. Focusing on these details. And therefore, he says, a person should not calculate the end. This is an interesting Lashon. He says that the Chachamim have said that the spirit of those who calculate the ends will expire. So that's that's pretty. It's pretty harsh. Ela What should you do? You should yearn v'yamin and believe bechlal hadavar kemoshe That you should believe in the klal of the matter. Right. This makes into the animamins, which is based on the Rambam's um, introduction to Parakhelik and his in his um, in Parish Mishnayis. But that's it. The klal of the matter. Okay. A little bit further, we have so we have uh, a few more halachos to cover. In the days of when he will be secure in his monarchy and all of the Bnei Israel will be gathered together, 
they're all going to their their pedigree, their their inheritance, their legacy is going to be um, solidified by mouth. So the Melech Mashiach, he it sounds like he's going to um, he's going to make sure everyone's ge- genealogy is going to be clarified. Shnehmar, because the pasuk says Vyashaf Metzari from Metzahir Begoimer. So this is what. So see, Eliyahu and Avi. Um, so I think this goes back to the, the previous halacha when he said Eliyahu and Avi is not going to do any of these things. The Navi that's going to come before Mashiach is not going to do any of these things. But when it comes to Melech Mashiach, then everything's going to be worked out. So it's going to start off with Shevet Levi. He's going to say, "This is a this is a true Levi. This is a true Kohen." And anyone who's not Israel is going to be pushed away, uh, meaning not 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 like eternally. Just he's going to he's going to a separate section. And this is based on the pasuk in Ezra. Okay, right. Tirshasa was the name of a family of Kohanim, and uh, and so Ezra did the same thing when uh, when it came to the the conclusion of the Babylonian exile when all the exiles came back. And he quotes another pasuk: Adam would kohen leur mulatumim. Fine. He nei behold the matzah sheberuach hakodesh miyachas in muhamuchzakin umodin miyuchas. So through ruach hakodesh, we're going to find out about the truth of anyone who we assumed was a kohen, anyone we assumed wasn't a kohen. Fine. The only uh, pedigree, the only legacy we're going to look for in terms of tracing genealogy for Israel is which tribe do you belong to. We're going to know that he's in this Shevet, he's in that Shevet. He's not going to come tell us who is a Mamzer, who is an Eved, who is a regular um, Yid. That, that, that apparently not. We're going to see that... Um, the law is again that the family which someone assimilates with assimilates him. Apparently, what we're assuming is that he remains with his his chazaka, with his presumption. Okay, halacha dalid. So interesting. Now, why should you want the geula? Why should you want Mashiach to come? This is very, very important. The Chachamim and the Nevi'im, they did not desire the days of Mashiach, not so that they can be on top of the world, so that they could they could um, um, be um, that they could be sovereigns over the world. And it's not even because they wanted to see the downfall of the idolaters. And this is not so that um, so that they can be raised up over other people. And not even that they can eat and drink and, and be happy. Eat, drink, and be merry. What do they want? At the end of all this, they want to be free and vacant so that they can just be engrossed in Torah and its wisdom. And they will have no one oppressing them or forcing them to, to and, and, and disturbing them. So that in the Yemosa Mashiach, that will be the perfect opportunity to merit life in the world to come, which is not the same thing as Yemosa Mashiach. So that, uh, just like we explained in Hilchas Tshuva. So one of the first Sefer of the Rambam, so Hilchas Tshuva, so all the way to the beginning of the Rambam's magnum opus of the Mishnah Torah, so the, um, he talks about that. Final halacha. At that time, there's not going to be no hunger, no war. There's, there's going to be no more jealousy. Um, there, are, there will be no envy. There's going to be so much bounty of good on everyone that there's not going to be any kind of competition for that. And the pleasures, the delicacies of the world are going to be as common as the dirt. 
Right, it's almost like, like the opposite of the, uh, the, the snake, that everything he eats is dirt. So we're going to see ma'adanim, we're going to see delicacies like the dirt. The asak, the preoccupation of the entire world is just going to be to know Hashem. Imagine a world where everyone just wanted the truth and everyone just wanted to experience Hashem. That, 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 that's what we want. When we say we want Mashiach to come, that's what we want. We want a world where everyone is just seeking to know Hashem. And then concludes the Rambam. Yuhu, Yisrael, Chachamim, Gedolim, that Israel is going to be, they're all going to be great um, in wisdom, they're going to be great Chachamim, V'yodim, and they're going to know, Devarim Hasasumim, they're going to know the, the secret matters, V'yasigu Dasbarim, they're actually going to attain the same Kaviachal, the knowledge of their own creator, Kafikoach Adam, the extent to which a person can get the Das, the, the mindset and understanding of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the extent to which a human can get that. That's what Klai Yisrael is going to get. Shnei Amar, as the Pasuk in Yishayahu, Yud Aleph Tess, says, Ki mal'ah For the world is going to be filled with the knowledge of Hashem, like water covers the seas. And then the Rambam finishes off with some brachos, but what's the point here? That this is the end of the Rambam's Mishnah Torah. And he, he, he blesses Akash Baruch Hu, who helped him create his entire magnum opus. But for us, what's the takeaway? The takeaway is, we have our work cut out for us, I think, in terms of figuring out what Mashiach is. We see a little bit now from the Rambam, how much we should be focusing on it, why we should want it, know that we have to want it. And of course, again, looking at the world the way it is now, whatever things you don't like about the world... You'll have to put those things aside for a second and think about those things just in relationship to what the world is that we want to see it, or at least the way Hashem wants to see it. Wanting Mashiach can be a selfish endeavor, or it could actually be the most lishma endeavor, depending on where it's directed. We want to see the Geula, we want to see Mashiach come in. There's a king, a king who is a Mashiach, who is anointed. And this is going to be a king whose sole mission is to redirect us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to get us to yearn even more and more for understanding Hashem, that, that uh, he br- he'll bring us a world where everyone is just trying to do Torah and mitzvos. You know what's absolutely incredible about that endeavor? That's an endeavor that you do not have to wait for. You can yearn for it, but you don't even have to just yearn. All you have to do is start. We can start today. We could start not just you know, making Mashiach come. Let's think about what the reason for Mashiach coming is. The reason for Mashiach is of coming, the sole reason, that we could be Osek in Torah and mitzvahs, and to, to just learn and understand Hashem. You don't need Mashiach for that. Mashiach is going to help us reach the highest level of that, perhaps, but we can literally start doing that right now. Torah and mitzvahs. That's the goal of Mashiach. That's, the, that, that, that's, that's not the thing that brings Mashiach. That is the goal of Mashiach. Right? So you know that song, Olam Haba is a good in Zach, but learning Torah is the best in Zach. What does that mean? The, the idea is we could start being Osek in this world, in this lifetime, doing all the things that we were created to do, and that's where we can get the Gishmak. That's where we can get the ultimate pleasure. But again, we, we start doing it right now. And Mashiach comes, it's going to be an even better version of that. But what are we working towards? Mashiach, uh, thinking of Mashiach as an end, it's, it's a little bit silly. You know, like, oh, a king is going to come, and therefore what? Everything, uh, there's going to, you know, everything's going to be dandy, and there's going to be lots of candy. Not, you know, like, I, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know what the details are going to be. But there's one thing we know, is that he's coming, 
And what is he going to do? He's going to enhance our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Torah, mitzvot, and just trying to know the das of Hashem. And that's, a, that's an endeavor, once again, that we can start doing right now. So that's not something that you wait for. That's something that we start right now. And that's Hashem. We should be Zoha to be a Skolot Tzaddik. We should be Zoha to be a Samashiach. And everything that that will entail, the things that we do know, the things that we do not know. Um, but of course, the main thing that we will know and want to know more and more is the Das of Kaddish Baruch Hu. So once again, we should all be Zoha. Thanks for joining us at this interesting session, this two-part session, this two-part series on what exactly is Mashiach. That's all the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. So in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thanks for joining us here at the database.